The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Our first reading is from the prophet Zephaniah. He's one of the minor prophets toward the end of the Old Testament. He wrote around the 7th century BC. This was just prior to the Babylonian captivity of Jerusalem. The first couple of chapters, he issues a series of warnings to Israel that if they didn't turn and repent, put away their idolatry, come back to the Lord, if they failed to do that, it would lead to disaster. Despite those warnings, Israel did not listen, and the captivity took place. The temple was destroyed, Jerusalem was sacked, all the people carted off in captivity, a disaster. In chapter 3, which contains our reading, right at the beginning of the chapter, the prophet then speaks about a future time when just a few, the meek, the humble, the obedient, they would experience a renewal. Those were the ones who would speak no lies and do no wrong. And then we pick up in today's first reading that there is this great burst of joy among those few, what's called the Anuim, those meek and humble who actually turn back to the Lord. They would be rewarded by great rejoicing. In fact, there's four distinct verbs in the first verse of that first reading. Those verbs are sing, shout, Rejoice and exult. The verse reads, Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart. O daughter Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. Why are they singing and rejoicing? Because they have received the reward of their obedience. The Lord is in their midst. And this is what Zephaniah says. Quote, the King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. Now here the prophet is referring to that time when the Holy Spirit would come into the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, she would conceive and bring forth the Son of God. And who were the few at that time who were obedient and humble, receptive? Certainly Mary and Elizabeth, and John the Baptist, who leapt in his mother's womb, and the shepherds in the field, and the Magi who came to visit. Just those few. There was great rejoicing. We see that when the angels actually come down from heaven, and this is captured in the Mass in the Gloria. 
They tell the shepherds, and they're just bursting out in song. This host of angels, this army of angels comes down and tells the shepherds to go and see what has taken place in Bethlehem. Now that's why we celebrate Christmas, because we are the beneficiaries of this great prophecy. Now we're looking back on it 2,000 years later, but the presence of God who came into the world in the little crib in Bethlehem is still with us today through the sacraments. That's why the holy sacrifice of the Mass is so important, because when the bread and wine are consecrated, it is nothing less than the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ himself is here. We who have come with receptive hearts are open, will receive, and then we can sing and shout and exalt and rejoice. In the Gospel, we see exactly how this unfolds because we have the narrative. As soon as the Blessed Virgin Mary receives that good news from the angel Gabriel, the Annunciation, that she's going to conceive the Messiah, she goes with haste. She makes this long journey over 100 kilometers while pregnant to her cousin Elizabeth and just bursts out with this news. What's the result? The child in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. Elizabeth cries out, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? There's great rejoicing in this visitation. Now for us today, we have received the good news. We're going to receive it in the flesh with the Eucharist. We're now called to rejoice and bring the good news to whoever we can. Because we know that the word of God that was in Mary is in us in a very profound way. Because at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit just poured itself into our soul. And that happened at baptism when we were filled with the Spirit of Christ. We know the power of the word. In the Old Testament, there's many passages that speak of the power. One in particular that I always like is in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, where he says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return void without accomplishing its purpose so that the earth buds and flourishes. So my word that goes forth from my mouth, says the Lord, will not return to me empty, but will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. And that word has come into us. The power of that word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it's calling us to proclaim the good news. Yes, in the midst of darkness and confusion that's out in the world, and we're not quite sure what's going to be happening in the next few months, but we have the good news, Jesus Christ. We're going to receive him now in the Eucharist. Let us burst forth with praise.